Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm Shane Barker, your host for the show. And Simon Yankin, the co-founder and CEO of FanPlayer, is back with us to discuss user segmentation and the role that AI plays in it. Let's get started. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, it was funny, I, I, when I was looking at the interview and talking with you about, a little bit before this, you, got, you guys actually have a patent on segmentation as a service. So I, I love that. I mean, so if it doesn't get any better than trying to figure out, hey, when people are coming to your website, you've got a minute or two to engage them to, you know, once again, figure out why they're there and the more information you have to be able to keep them on there or give them what they want, which is really what they're looking for. If 99% of those people are leaving, 1% last time I checked is not a great conversion rate. You have 99 people that didn't show interest, right? And how can we convert two, three, four, five, 6% of that? So I love that. Right. I love what you guys have created there. I think that it makes total sense. It all comes down to the data and what can we do to, to have more information, which obviously data is information and we can engage people at a, at a quicker rate to keep people, you know, once again, doing whatever your, whatever your goal is there. So tell us about, I'm, I'm intrigued by this because once again, my mind just starts, you know, growing when it comes to segmentation and being able to provide better messaging for people that come to your website when um what are can you talk about one or two brands that have been using fan player and, and how they're what they're doing and how they're using it yes so it's interesting we started really focused on retail e-commerce and then we found that other verticals were actually interested and we actually got our first airline account which is alitalia that i think started working with us um you know I think about six years ago now. And at the time, it was really interesting that we built a, a company, we thought the opportunity was retail e-commerce. And here was an airline that was expressing strong interest in working with us. You know, what could be the possible connection? If you think about you're building a retail site to sell fashion, how could that be similar to an airline? But the fact is that if you think about data created by visitors, essentially it's the same thing. You're really tracking and understanding the visitors. What's their intention? How can you provide them a better service? And so with an airline like Alitalia, the, they have different challenges, but in a way it's similar to someone that's selling women's clothing. And their challenges are, well, we have inventory of flights. We want to fill them. How do we do that? And when people come to our site, they look for a flight between Milan and Rome. What do we know about those people? If they come to our site and they look for a flight from Rome to England, what are they looking for? They're looking for a flight that is six months out. What does that tell us about that person's intentions? And so really understanding those differences in behavior, how you can understand what people are looking for, how you can push people to take a rental car with a particular flight or bundle in a hotel, sell more seats and flights that have excess capacity. Uh, you know, we were surprised, but really thrilled to understand that behavioral data is really important in every industry. And I was mentioning fashion. So one of our fashion brands, sort of on the high end, we do both high end and fast fashion, but a high end brand example would be Dolce & Gabbana, which is a you know, classic Italian fashion brand. 
present around the world. And they're not really interested in anything that it is not consistent with their brand image. Mm -hmm. So with Altania, they're or with any airline and with certainly fast fashion accounts, they're really interested in selling inventory and making conversions. But if you work at the high end in the luxury market, you don't want to be seen to be discounting the value of your merchandise. So with a client like Dolce & Gabbana, they're more interested in personalization that can do things like, how can they collect emails and contact details more effectively than they were doing before? How can they get more subscribers? How can they, if they have somebody looking at a particular outfit, maybe they could sell them sneakers or a belt or a handbag with that outfit. How could you do that more effectively? That Those are the kind of services that fan player can motivate by understanding people's behavior and again, providing this better, more personalized experience. So there are two examples, another one, you know, another completely different vertical would be in the telco space, Vodafone, we have many other telcos as well as clients. And they're interested in things like, how can they get more subscribers to a mobile phone plan? Mm. Or how can they sell more mobile handsets? Maybe they're providing home internet. How can they sell more home internet? And increasingly, it could even be maybe they're reselling a service like a streaming service. So how can they actually sell more of that streaming service? So again, understanding their visitors, what, what is the visitor interest? How can you actually stop people leaving by being more engaging and enticing people to stay on longer, go ahead and sign up for a mobile phone plan or sign up for a streaming service. So there's really, we found you could pick any vertical and you'll find fan player customers, businesses working with us to really leverage the value of behavioral data to make a better, more fun experience for their visitors and ultimately they make more revenue for their sites. Before you answer that question, Simon, let me allow you to pause our conversation for a minute and tell our listeners how my team can help them generate more revenue from their websites. We can help you create conversion-optimized landing pages and do SEO, content marketing, affiliate marketing, influencer marketing, and email marketing for you. To explore other services that we offer, feel free to visit our website, shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. And now let's get back to our conversation and listen to what Simon has to say about the role of AI in improving customer experience. I love that. And is most of this all AI driven? A lot of it is AI and machine learning driven. Mm -hmm. And how that works, you know, I think the essence of AI is about making an experience more relevant and thus more engaging. So if you think about, well, why should I care about machine learning? Why should I care about artificial intelligence? And how could it be relevant to my business? The answer is it's the power in those technologies that can actually very rapidly allow people to allow businesses to show the most relevant experience. 
And there's a, another trend that's happening at the same time that is very relevant to, to making AI much more of a must-have. And that is that the world is moving to really the end of third-party cookies and really people are taking privacy much more seriously. Yeah. And browsers are cracking down on it. Apple is cracking down on it. And it means that a lot of the old techniques for tracking people online aren't going to work anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to see the same pair of riding boots or, you know, sweaters following you around the internet anymore because, you know, they're taking away those cookies. So if that happens, what that means to many businesses is that much more of the traffic seems to be anonymous. It seems to be, it seems to be more like, hey, what's going on? Why are we suddenly seeing 80% of new visitors? Whereas in fact, it's really 40% of new visitors, but they can't track people anymore. So if you actually say, all right, in that new world, why do we care about AI? Well, guess what? AI can help you understand why people are there. It doesn't matter that Shane's anonymous. You don't know his name anymore, but you do know why you're there on site, why you're actually spending time based on your behavior. So really matching the behavior to, and using the AI can really provide a much better experience. You can actually go there, see products that, hey, I hadn't thought about that, but I really like that. It goes with the other product that I was shopping for. I'm going to get that as well. That's AI. Well, and I love that. And that kind of play, and I, I think for that explanation, because it's so funny when I when you talk about AI, I'm very familiar with AI, probably not to the level that you are, but it's, it's interesting when you think about that, the cookies being taken away, but you know, that's great. You don't know this person came to your website twice, but the other 98% of the information is going to be very pertinent because you're going to know once again where they came from, the other different characteristics or things, their buying habits and things that have happened there, which doesn't, isn't being tracked through cookies anyways. Cookies for the most part is, hey, they come to the site, they've been here three times, but AI is going to be able to go behind the scenes and say, hey, we might not know if they came once or twice, but we know the other information, which can be extremely valuable. So we talk about AI and, and customer service because um, that's what I want to kind of touch on a little bit. We got the customer service side of things. Because obviously, if you know where these people are coming from, you kind of know what their next move is, right? That's kind of the goal. How does that, how is AI helping improve customer service? Yeah, I think one thing I'd like to do is to, people say, tell me about AI. I I've never heard of it. Is it real? Is it just you know, robots and scary machines. And then I say, well, do you use Amazon? And say, yes. I say, well, have you ever seen Amazon saying you might like or other suggestions for you, Simon? I say, oh, yes, I have seen that. That's AI. Do you watch, in the lockdown, have you ever sat in front of the TV and watched Netflix? Well, have yeah, as a matter of fact. Well, have you noticed that they'll be recommending programs you like, but if it's your son or daughter, maybe they're recommending different programs? Well, yeah, yeah. I have noticed that. Guess what? That's AI. So, you know, I think when people start to understand that some of the iconic brands in this 
decade, make heavy use of AI, they really start to get motivated about thinking about AI in their own business. Yeah, it's it's no longer a you know Will Smith movie where robots are going to take over the world and we're all going to end up. One day they're going to decide, hey, I don't need this cord anymore. They're going to come take us over. It's literally as simple as, hey, we're just offering. We know you like these types of movies, so these are other movies that you might like as well. And Amazon being that great example, I don't know how many times I've went to go spend you know fifty dollars on something, and next you know I'm buying a cover for it and batteries and this and that and a jacket and you know and I'm like I don't know what just happened, but somehow I got pulled in. And, you know, Walmart's used that for the longest time of like saying, hey, if we put the peanut butter next to the jelly, how much does that increase sales? And, you know, better understanding, once again, it all becomes down to behavior. Like, what are people used to doing? So, hey, if they're going to grab this, they're usually going to grab this. And, and that's how you increase sales and, you know, be able to do that. So what I want to talk about is like, what advice do you have for for um, for brands or, or that want to leverage AI to improve their overall customer experience? Like, what would you suggest? I'm obviously using fan player, right? I mean, that, that, I think that would be my number one suggestion, but what would be your, some other things we look at in regards to advice that you have for brands that want to leverage AI? The first advice would be to dig in and make a start and don't feel that you need to hire data scientists and a room full of boffins because there's actually some pretty good solutions out there that you can try it, see how it works. And something like product recommendations, I think, is a great way to start. And it was interesting because we partnered for our AI recommendations with Google and we use Google AI services. And that we found that to be incredibly powerful, actually. We've benchmarked that against competitive services, people that were already previously doing recommendations moved to fan player AI and they said, we, you have improved our results from that technology by 200%. So wow. it's quite outstanding. But, you know, actually it was interesting when we started, we first launched the product recommendations in Japan because we had a lot of particularly fashion accounts there were very keen on adding recommendations. And we got some press releases, we announced it all to the market. And then Google contacted our guys in Japan and said, hey, what are you doing? Because, you know, it's fan powered by Google AI. And at that stage, they hadn't launched it yet. Not yet. So, uh, but it, it's a great partnership, but it's something that's very easy to use off the shelf. And I would say to any business, have a look at adding product recommendations because that's something based on AI that can really improve your site experience. I think it's awesome. So this is the thing I, my, and now that, cause I feel like I'm, I'm tapping into, I'm not going to call you Mr. AI, but you seem to have a lot of knowledge when it comes to AI. So in, in your experience, like what are we looking at? Any, any top trends that are happening with AI here in 2021, anything that we need to keep an eye on? Yeah, there's some really interesting trends actually. I mean, the one that um, come, comes immediately to mind today in the news is AI and cybersecurity, because we keep hearing about um, very smart hackers. They say they're from Russia. I don't know if it's true, but uh, getting into companies over here and getting into government agencies. And if you actually think about the sophistication of hacking, it's 
pretty amazing and incredible. And a lot of science is going into that. And here's where AI can actually help anticipate a threat, help anticipate vulnerabilities, and also it can help detect actions that you might not have thought of, but the AI can recognize them as being unusual and therefore flag them as being potentially malicious. But for me, that's a big trend. Uh, one that you mentioned, Shane, earlier is in the area of service where we're seeing a lot of what I would say is conversational AI where people are using chatbots and virtual assistants and they are getting better and better at providing quite a good service before you need to speak to an individual. Mm. So I would say that is a big trend that conversational AI and really using that to deliver better response to service requests, that's going to be a really big thing and it's already emerging. And probably I would say the third area that I think could be really interesting is in if you can imagine a fusion between AI and IoT. And so mm. you might say, scratching heads saying, what is Simon talking about? But think about all the smart devices that we have now, whether it's from Orbell that can take a photo and let people into, if it's an Amazon delivery guy or whether it's your home thermostat or many, many things that are smart and internet enabled. Imagine if you can actually add AI technology to that, they could even be smarter, more intelligent, anticipating things. So say home heating and home lighting, for example, well, at the moment, with IoT devices, and certainly the Apple HomeKit, you can set them all up, set them up on timers, and have it all working so that things get turned on and are there when you get home. But imagine if they're even smarter and they recognized, hey, these guys are away on holidays. I don't need to turn the heating on. Or hey, their pattern of behaviors change. They want the lights on at this time, not that time, or the heating needs to come on now, it doesn't come on based on the ambient temperature. So really that fusion of AI with IoT, I think could be massive. And then finally, and this is really not less of a um, interesting trend in development, but I think will transcend all of AI, and that is, I don't know if you have followed this, Shane, but ethical AI principles, and that is, if you think about uh, how some commentators like, uh, like Musk and, and others that have said, hey, you know, we think AI could be evil and machines could take over the world and it's actually kind of scary, then um, there's that aspect, but also fairness in actions based on diversity and considering you know, fairness and equality amongst people, regardless of background and ethnic makeup or income and things like that, 
you think about those ethical principles that I think more and more there'll be pressure on people that are designing AI technology to incorporate those ethical principles into the AI. Thanks, Simon. It was a great episode, and I'm sure listeners now know the role of AI in improving user experience and the top trends to keep an eye on. Our conversation with Simon doesn't end here. We'll be back to discuss behavioral data more on the next episode, so stay tuned.